Dramatic Analysis of Ford vs. Ferrari, recorded May 12, 2020, led by Chris Huntley. Good evening. Today we're going to do an analysis of Ford v. Ferrari, Ford versus Ferrari. And uh, let's start, um, I'm going to share my window, is that okay? Sure. Okay. So I'm going to share my, uh, oh, I've got so many windows, which one is it? Oh, there it is. Okay, share. All right. And I will minimize that. All right, so overall story, can give a thumbnail, one line description of what's going on in the big picture. Isn't it the race to create a, a, a car in the Ford lineup that can beat Ferrari in whatever race that is? Mons. <laughs> World. Create a Ford uh, sports a race car capable beat Ferrari at Le Mans. Okay. And uh, all right, so who's our main character? I'd say Matt. And Matt is um, Carol Shelby. You mean Matt Damon? Carol Shelby, yeah. Shelby, yeah. Everybody okay with that or? Yeah. Okay. Carol Shelby. Influence character? Well, I, I guess it'd have to be uh, uh, um, uh, Ken Miles. Everybody okay with that? Is that Christian yeah. Bale? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Christian Bale guy. It's Ken Miles? Yeah. Yes. And what is the nature of the relationship between Carol and Ken? Trying, trying to, man, this may be too long, but just trying to put their differences and different styles of achieving things aside so they can collaborate to, to um, uh, put their brains together to, to make this uh, a success. So they're collabor collaborators? Uh, yeah. Well, it, yeah. <laughs> I would put collaborators moving to friendship. Yeah. Friendly partners. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, but I think at the end, his son says, weren't you guys friends? So I think that's... Yeah. Okay. Let me just say that. And are we totally set on Shelby being the main character? I'm, well, I'm not. I went back and forth. Somebody else says something. Right. <laughs> I, so, I, I distinctly heard a uh, heard crickets after. No, that was <laughs> I think that was um, mentioned. The only thing is, like, cause for for me, it started out, and I thought, oh, cool, this will be Matt Damon, and then Ken will be the influence character. But then I felt like a significant part of it was about Ken and his wife. Got more, a lot more personal, right? Yeah. About Ken halfway through the movie or so. And I almost feel like it's the son and the wife and stuff, but I don't know. I later. thought I chose him because, and I, I was today going back and forth just for the slight, slight edge of the other uh, leaning toward his side because um, 
he's the one that's trying to convince Ken to become part of the team. And he's the one that's dealing uh, on a professional basis with the Ford executives. And he's the one that survives at the end after Ken dies. So to me, that was just a little bit slightly in his favor of being the MC. Isn't the story over once Ken, once he dies though, pretty much? Yeah, I would say like his big, uh, his big decision to like slow down, we're actually like with him as opposed to like seeing it from afar. And it, it feels like we're in his place. You know, there's even places where he's like, when he's like drowning everything out and the, the sound is going down of the driving and we're actually like in his place. It seems like there's more of that with, there was a little bit of it with Shelby in the beginning for sure. But then I felt like he just dropped out to be a protagonist for the rest of it. Where like more of the emotional stuff seemed to be with Christian Bale. So I thought that uh, that definitely the emotional stuff was with Christian Bale, but then I couldn't discount that 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 might be in part not with Carol Shelby because he wasn't supposed to be emotional, and so I can't a hundred percent discount or hundred percent give that full credence. Um, and then when I looked at who did I learn? So so when, as I was learning things. When Carol Shelby learned them, I learned them. Um, but when Christian Bale learned them, or, or when Ken Miles learned them, I already knew them because because Carol Shelby already knew it. Um, and it was Carol Shelby who was informing Christian Bale. Um, and so that's why I ended up going with Carol Shelby, although I was not real happy, and I really wanted to say that they were handoff or handoff mc characters but then there's nobody else left in the in the movie really to be an <laughs> influence character <laughs> and i'm not sure that they actually had the same the same point of view in the way that they they were they were looking at things okay so putting this aside for a moment um as to who which one is which because we right now we're just arguing as to which one is the man and which is the influence so who is steadfast and who's change? Oh, I was thinking Christian Ken was the steadfast one. Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw Ken as the change character and, oh, and yeah. Carol is steadfast. And the reason I say that is, is that um, uh, Ken was a standalone curmudgeon doing it his own way. He's not a team player. And at the end, he becomes a team player. Um, and, and he leads the pack in and he slows down his own way. Yeah. Um, you're so right. There's the tie. Yeah. yeah. You just changed my mind. I, I agree. He's the one that, yeah, by the end, and he's become, um, he's become sort of a better father, um, and a better husband because, um, of the changes he goes through in the movie. And, and yeah, and Matt, the Matt Damon character is the one that, is dri driven from the beginning to the end and um, that doesn't really go through any changes. He just wants to win and he's always dealing with these assholes in the Ford company. Well, and he also has to deal with Ken and he has, you know, and he has to deal with the fact that 
he's constantly being asked to compromise and he's not, he doesn't like to, neither, neither Carol nor Ken like to compromise. They, you know, they, they want to be the best. Um, the difference is, is that Carol will, he will put aside his own interests for a larger interest. And, and up until the very end, Ken won't do that. Um, which is, you know, and he's a hothead. And, um, so I think that, and, and Carol doesn't change. I mean, he, he pretty much stays the course and, you know, he puts himself at risk, but he, you know, he doesn't um, throw in the book, so to speak. And, you know, tell, <laughs> tell that uh, one Ford exec what he really thinks. <laughs> um, so, we know, so we know now the, who's steadfast and who's changed. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is that in order to understand Ken Miles' change, I think that explains why we have those moments in the last act with him. We don't see that a lot before that we do see him a bit but we don't see that nearly so much as we do in the last act primarily because he's also the one you know doing everything except fending off you know except playing you know um fending off the the uh, upstairs the execs for junior and his minions um to get things done so i'm just because of the fact that we see Ken Miles in there so close. Um, I'm not sure that necessarily means he's a main character because I'm not sure that it's consistent through the whole story. But it is definitely a very, you know, very personal moment. And we also see very personal moments with Carol when he when he has to, you know, he takes um, Ford Jr. out for a ride and has to basically get him away to and and put risk his own his entire company um those are moments that are definitely carol shelby moments that are personal you know things that he's putting at himself at personal risk and and we we see how he feels about all all of that we see it from his perspective so um i you know i i'm not i'm not sure because with Ken, you get to see a lot more. Yeah, which like with Shelby, you don't know anything about his personal life or anything like that. He doesn't have one. They that's, they make a point of it. He I doesn't. Know. I mean, like his uh, personal life is his business. His business is his personal life. That is it. Yeah, and I just wonder how that's separate from the overall story. I totally like. I instinctively feel like Ken is the influence character. But then when I look to see all the moments. Well, because Carol, because there's a difference between Shelby and Ford. And that's the difference. If you think Shelby, Shelby motor cars or Shelby, whatever it is, that's, that's Carol Shelby's identity and everything about him is wrapped up in, in that brand and, and, you know, that the, the excellence, you know, he, he was the one at the beginning who, um, you know, actually, didn't he win the Le Mans or something? Or he won, wasn't the Le Mans? Yeah, no, he won Le Mans. Yeah. And then, so, and then, and then his heart attack was 
imminent. Right. His heart, yeah, his, his, his health was at risk. So, I mean, we see him in that position, and he's a man who wants to, nothing more than to be there, but he can't because of his health. And, um, and that's one of the reasons why he, you know, Ken, and not him, is the one who's doing it, because Ken's younger and is, uh, you know, doesn't have the health issues. Um, and can do it. So, I mean, it, it did seem, I think, again, I, the, toward the end, the last act of it was mostly about Ken, but, there, but we did see, you know, Carol trying to keep things going, keep Ken going, fighting off, uh, fighting off the um, Ford and, and Ferrari people. You know, so um, to try to, you know, try to, you know, the, the spoilers. Um, so I, I'm, I'm okay either way, but um, we're going to need to make a, need to choose one versus the other because sort of how we choose it will determine an awful lot. Well, stop or start might go a long way. <laughs> Our sense of feeling if it was a stop yeah, or start. Yeah, but it's going to be different for each of them. Right, right. <laughs> which is, so which it's, is not gonna, it's not going to be determinative at all. Yeah. Well, I, I'm willing, since I'm the only one that's going for Ken's main character, I'm willing to say that Colby is the main character. Because like I said, intuitively, I feel like Ken is the influence character. But I just feel like there was, or I, I felt like I saw more personal moments with Ken, with his wife, and with his uh, son. Like, there was a lot more stuff that was just personal outside of all the racing stuff to kind of talk about his life and why he's doing the stuff that he's doing, getting the perfect race and then slowing down. It just, I felt like there was more evidence of personal stuff with him. But if I just went into it blindly, I would have said, like, oh, yeah, Matt Damon's the main character and Christian Bale's his usual influence character self. Let's try that and let's see if it falls into place. And if it doesn't, we can always just switch it and see if it it, um, it works better. How's that sound? Sure. Hey. Sounds good. Dotted line coming up. Yep. All right. <laughs> so that means for Carol Shelby, for Shelby to be the main character, then it's a steadfast story. Mm -hmm. um, approach, doer or beer. I'd say he's a doer. Okay. I, I, yeah, you need to you need to back that up. Not, <laughs> I know. It's I, not a binary choice, and and you need to actually give some examples. I know you always say that. Um, I, <laughs> I say I do because nobody does it. <laughs> he, I, I would just say doer because he's the one that goes to Ford in Detroit, and like convinces them this is what they have to do and when he runs into bb the asshole that is the one that's like i'm in charge here he's he goes up to him and he's like no you're not you know i am not going to fucking do this if you're going to take over with your corporate uh attitude now be be careful because if it's in the overall story we haven't determined if it's an action or decision driven story so if it's if it's an action driven story those 
that that stuff is definitely overall story. That's not main character stuff. Okay. So look at moments, for examples, look to moments that are more personal. For instance, he is um, running, you know, they're running, he's sort of selling the one car they have and they sold it to three different people. And his, and then later on his, uh, uh, associate comes in and says, you know, okay, I want you to sort of close the deal, deal you know, make him feel good about his purchase. Um, you know, that's a, that's more of a, that's more of a Carol Shelby moment or when, um, uh, I've got one. Okay. Actually, too. It's like, I mean, to me, uh, don't you think this is a real physical doer type scenario when he's uh, flying into Reno, wherever it is, to introduce the Mustang and he takes over the airplane and says, you know, this is how you do it, guys, and scares the shit out of him. And he immediately lands and storms up on the stage and is like, you know, with the strength of his personality is like, hello, everybody. And then also when Henry the second. Now, uh, now just be careful. A strength of personality is not a doer quality. Just, just, just letting you know. Okay. Strength of personality is, is, is kind of a. A trait. So just, just, you're sort of making both arguments. So that's why yeah. I was trying to. Okay, I'm not, and I was going to say the other one was when he gives uh, Henry II a ride and scares the shit out of him. It was like, I mean, to me, that was like he knew exactly what to do to get on his good side by putting him in the car while the other uh, BB was locked in his office and, and was pounding on the window and everything. I don't know, is that a doer? Uh, it it could be. It's really, really, really tied to the overall story. I mean, that's like an that's like an act turn moment for the Ford versus Ferrari story. So, um, so if I were to look for some beers um, act activities or examples, I might look at at when Carol meets PD after Ken Miles' death, um, and and and. Carol gets up to the doorstep, but he really can't make himself go to the doorstep, and he backs away from talking to the the the, the widow, um, and and he doesn't seem to do anything but express condolence to 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 Petey, um, and and all he can uh, what he ends up doing is 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 crying when he gets in his car. Um, but then we see him drive away in a kind of uh, uh, zippy, zippy, zippy way um, to get away from the problems. And I guess that's kind of a doer. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think on, there was another example of strength of personality um, using it as a beer. Um, so I started out thinking that Carol was a doer um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making it. No, I know you're not. I know you're not. I'm just saying when you're making it, when you're trying to describe it, be careful that you don't just describe. Who it instigates the fight between them? Because I don't remember. Yes, uh, the fight between Ken is is Carol goes there to talk 
Miles into coming back. And Miles says, well, you could apologize. And then Ken says, I'm sorry. And then uh, Carol, uh, Ken, Ken doesn't buy it and then punches uh, Carol in the nose. And that starts the fight. <laughs> so, so it's, it's, it's uh, Ken, who is the doer, who, who punches the guy in the nose to start the fight. So the original, the, the Carol's way of dealing with that problem, although it's, it's close to the MCIC issue, but uh, is, is to, to just talk his way through it. And he seems to talk his way through a lot of problems. Yeah, that's um, the throwing of the wrench maybe is another example of that when um, Ken is just like, because he's not getting his way, he just throws that huge wrench at Carol who ducks and then it bashes his windshield. And so Ken absorbs it. And that's kind of an, an example of, of a beer. Wait, Ken absorbs it? Not, not, not sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Carol, Carol Shelby absorbs it. In fact, even picks up the wrench and says, well, let's frame it. Right. Um, anybody else just want to ch chime in here? Jim, what are your thoughts? Sorry, I'm eating. I didn't think you'd want to watch me eat. Um, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, I'm all over the place because I, I think I'm the wrong main character. But I, I would say um, I do like uh, Carol as or Shelby as the beer because um, he does seem able to, or he's more willing to work with people and to say what they need to hear in order to do the things that he wants to be able to do, whereas uh, Kent is just very impulsive, just jumps into the car, speeds around, let's see what we can do, push, keep pushing everything. He's not going to play ball with anybody, and at the end he, he ends up playing ball and kind of slowing down for everybody. And, you know, the big change for him is essentially a beer moment. Yeah. He's on, the, he's on the road, he's in the lead, and no one's before him and no one's behind him. He's like, it's got the, the perfect lap. You know, so he, he kind of fi finds his Zen moment. But he, you know, it was doing may have been able to get him to that place, but he couldn't enjoy it unless he was sort of looking at it from a beer's perspective. Hence why he could sing H-A-P-P-Y. <laughs> yeah yeah seriously right you know so um so i think with shelby as the main character it would be beer if it was if it was uh ken it would be um a doer yeah so all right that sounds great and, yeah. and i and I think that the 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 hot dogging was again he's trying to impress. He wants to be that bigger than life um, person. He wasn't doing it for anybody in the in the plane. So it wasn't that. It was just sort of he wanted to have this very impressive arrival, and he pops out. You know, all, you know, so for everybody on the ground, it's sort of like, wow, who's this? You know, he's living up to his reputation. I think that, I think that was from his perspective, that's what he was doing. Yeah. 
you know, he has the mad skills. It's just he's got a bad ticker. Okay. So um, problem-solving style, linear or holistic? <laughs> he's an engineer, right? Wow. Right, but this is also a story. So um, do, how much engineering do we see him do? I mean, oh. <laughs> it's just, you know. I remember quite a bit. Okay, so give an example of some of the linear thinking. Yeah, but that's why I found it boring. <laughs> okay, so I don't think that, that it was engineering, but I think examples of linear thinking is uh, locking BB in the room in order to get Henry Ford alone so he can run his pitch by Henry Ford. Um, I think an example of linear thinking is um, uh, him seeing BB uh, trying to interfere um, with the blackboard, telling the kid to, to in the race at Le Mans to do the slow down, and he runs out and, and he gets that blackboard from the kid, so that way he can't it can't be shown. Um, and, and so there's a lot of, he does things in order to arrive at some spot. And that's kind of linear thinking. Well, if you play along, then we will get to the next step. You know, he makes those kinds of, kinds of choices with, uh, with an idea that there is an end point that we're trying to get to. And the, and the path might have some jiggles in it, but we've got a, a goal. A very clear goal, and um, you know that's established. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm to me, I'm not sure that it's it's. I could I could argue this one either way. Is him, is him throwing the nut or the little thing on the ground? Is that a linear thing or is that a holistic thing? Well. It's a no. It's not a holistic thing in the sense that he knows that if you put if there's, if there's a nut there in a place where you basically are changing wheels, then anybody who sees that's going to make the assumption that it's from that there's a there's a miss. You know, it's not on the car that they just let go out. I mean, I don't think that's he's he's trying to just mess them up. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. That's why I said, <clears throat> you know, of the two of them, I, I, I don't think Ken is holistic. But they don't have to be opposites, right? No, they don't have to be. They generally are, but they don't have to be. But I mean, of the two of them, Ken is very linear. It's yeah. like, you're doing this, you push me here, I push you back. I don't know. Anyway, it was... Um, let's just leave this one alone. Yeah. <laughs> is the flyby a holistic thing? Is that? Well, the to me the problem the problem with the flyby is that there was no problem involved. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, know. he was just showing up. But it was it wasn't like he was faced with the problem that he was trying to solve. Well, yeah, anyway. he's well. He he is. He's remember. He's 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 trying to um, 
Uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure. Is there another reason why you would not be quite sure? I can, I can see it either way. I can see him being more holistic. Um, and that particular, you know, that particular example about the coming in and I'm going to make it look like I'm a bigger cheese than I am. So I have more leverage. It's if it's because it's never really talked about. We don't know how linear his thinking was, um, and it's almost like if I take I mean, he, you know, he takes um, for Junior for a ride to do two things. I think one, he wants to scare the bejesus out of him, and or thrill the bejesus out of him, but he also wants to get him alone. So he can make his pitch, and he can't make the pitch with all of his his men around. He's already made the, that that determination. So in order for him to make the the pitch, that you know, I can't. I, I have to work with the big cheese. I can't have all these middlemen. Um, you know, it's sort of like I think that's what that that was for, and and you know, I, him. He was taking a big risk, and it seemed like a more holistic move in some ways because, you see, he didn't tell Ken what, um, what the deal was, at least as far as we know, right? That, he was, that if Ken lost the, um, the Indy 500 or whatever that was. They don't know. The Daytona, right? If he, um, if Ken lost, then he would have lost his company. But he didn't tell Ken that, so that's why it's. Um, but he did understand. He did understand what the other team was doing, which was they were trying to uh, sort of keep trying to impede him unfairly so that he would lose you know they were not playing they were not playing fair and that's when he realized that that's when at the end when he goes you know 7000 rpm plus go for it or whatever um you know when he tells uh, ken to just go with ken's gut you know ken you know that's the other thing about ken though is ken is ken you know, has a feel for how, how the car can work. It's not like, I mean, he can figure out what little things here and there, but he just has sort of a gut feel for it. So, you know, it's really, I, to me, it's, it's not a very, very clear cut distinction between them and that and problem, solve, problem solving style. And it might have, it might be the problem I'm having is if he is a holistic thinker, I just have a really hard time putting my thumb on it. The uh, definition of holistic, I was just looking at this, relating to the idea that things should be studied as a whole and not just as a sum of their parts, like solving problems one by one. You're, you're seeing like the entire world as a problem that needs to be solved. And Right, and that, is, that probably sounds more like that. Yeah, Whereas, that's what I was thinking. No? No, no, I says that's what I was thinking. This, um, that um, um, 
maybe he's looking at things that the, the goal uh, is to win Le Mans and he's, he's not solving problems like one right after the other in a linear way. Well, for him, for, for him personally, the goal is to solve Shelby motor cars. You know. He's like, he's having to deal. I mean, do you think this like adds to the holistic argument that he's having to deal with all these personalities, like everybody from Ken to Henry the second to the BB asshole to, and, and so you, know, you can be, a, you can be a linear thinker and have to deal. And you basically, you know, try to put, if you're, when you're a, when you're a linear thinker, then you try to put things in a pecking order or in a, um, you know, a, uh, stratified order stations, you know, uh, status, as opposed to, um, as opposed to sort of establishing what the, where the different balances are. Anyway, I, as far as, does anybody have a really definitive feel? I don't. So I, I can't answer this one for this movie. No, but I can see him driving Henry the second trying to shift the balance of power there or to at least give him that experience of what it's like to be in the car. Like this is what, yeah, there's a certain kind of person that can do this. You're not that kind of person. You're not the kind of person to make these kind of decisions. And like, and your argument is what I didn't even think of it, but that, that sounds more holistic to me. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm, that was what I'm leaning toward that particular example as well. If it is, if he was a linear thinker, he would have said something like, now that we're apart and I've got you alone, you know, and he sort of does that, but it's, but then he doesn't go back and tell Ken, okay, here's, here's what I've done. Here's our goal. You need to be him. Otherwise I'm, we're toast. He doesn't do that. So that's, that would be a more linear way of, of following those steps. He just sort of, I'm going to try to change the balance of power so that I can get more power over these other bozos. And it's only temporary, of course. So um, as an example, maybe, and I'm looking for confirmation of this, of, 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 of holistic thinking, his assessment of Ferrari um, after the first Le Mans that, that, that he tells Ford, we got Ferrari right where we want him. Um, yes. That seemed to be more Ferrari. of a holistic type. Yes, because he knows what's important, and it's and what he understood was, yeah, we lost. That was that wasn't the big deal. The thing was is that they saw that the potential of our car, which can go faster than their cars can, that scares the the heck out of Ferrari because that's something they cannot do. Yeah, and that's that's a shift of power, and that's why he sees that, and everybody else doesn't, because they just looking at, oh, we lost, we spent all this money, and we lost. He's like, no, 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 <laughs> you know, this is this is a, you, you know, you're you're not not looking at it in the bigger picture. He's he's scared. So yeah, I think that is a good thing too. Why it wasn't like such a huge hit too, or like how Johnny said it was kind of boring. I think so. I think that's why it's a hard hard to like say okay, Shelby's the main character because it's really hard for us to step into his shoes. Oh, okay. Yeah, because 
because you didn't hear much about it, and it's a really strange decision to make a a driving movie, racing car movie, you know, with a holistic. Not well, I don't think they did that on purpose. On no, I, well, I know, but I mean, just intuitively, it's like it's, it's a a different choice. It's an odd choice. Yeah. Well, and and who knows how consistent it is. It may not it may not be that consistent. I don't know, but let's let's leave it alone and just see what our choices go. But I'm leaning toward holistic, and and especially when you were talking about the definition of uh, linear thinking or male mental sex, that sounded exactly the way Ken was describing the problems with the car. You know, he says you got It's doing this little part you got to fix, and then you got to do this little part you got to fix, and you got this little thing, and then it wants to take off if you go over 110 miles an hour or whatever, 180 miles an hour. You well, know, okay, so. then that that's even better because then Shelby's uh, when it comes to the trunk space, Shelby's about managing the relationship with the person who's actually making the decision, whereas uh, Kent is just grabbing a hammer and smashing, <laughs> making more room physically. Right, right. That's exactly it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So if, if there's supposed to be more space. That's now. also a really good example of one being a beer and the other one a doer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, a really, like, stark example of, of Ken being a doer and, and um, Shelby being a beer. So um, I, I want to, I, uh, well, okay, let's just, just, just. Go for it. Fine. Uh, <laughs> Yay. Yay. Story right. driver, action or decision? Has to be decision. Okay. And why? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that because I like the beer for Colby because he seems totally he's ready to make all the kind of choices that need to be made. Um, there's all the decisions like who's going to be the one driving the car. I have made this choice. I'm in charge and I'm saying you know, I, now I've been promoted to this position. I'm, I'm taking this, uh, I'm taking this stance on it. And then that creates all kinds of different actions that people have to do in response. So, so where, where do we see that? What's an inciting event? What's the closing event? What's, um, the, what's the first? So one? the closing event is the decision on who won. Oh, okay. Or is it? Oh and yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a decision. It, he thinks he won and, 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 and this is a, it's in essence a sports movie. Um, we need a decision who won. It was a photo finish, um, and 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 uh, Ken lost, and that was the end of the story, basically, right there. So, another question: Is this really a Ford versus Ferrari story, or is this a Ford versus Shelby story? I think it's a Ford versus Shelby. Really, I mean, if I if I had, if I had to do it, I would say that that Ford and primarily bb but i did not like ford either they're the antagonists um yeah they, that's don't, want shelby, they don't want carol shelby to win with miles with ken miles yeah that's this is the part and i'm sure you'll get into it later but that the whole antagonist thing because to me it's called ford versus ferrari and to me the inciting incident is when um henry ii tries to purchase ferrari and then Ferrari, when he finds out that he's not going to have any control over uh, what happens with his racing at Le Mans and other places, he's like, you know what? Tell him he's not his father. 
You know, he works in a big, ugly factory. He makes big, fucking ugly cars. And all the guys that work around him are a bunch of whores. And to me, that's kind of the inciting incident to where Henry says, tell him what he said about me. And when he finds out, he's like, we're going to kick this motherfucking Dago's ass. And so to me, that was the, the thing that got the, the gears going. So to me, it was it's definitely a Ford versus Ferrari thing, despite the fact that there's like all these machinations and animosity toward the uh, guys that are trying to achieve that goal. Is, okay. that, is there an earlier one, too, where he shuts down the, the production line and says, somebody better come to me with some kind of idea? Otherwise, just stay home. He's like leaving the decision up to them what to do. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know if that's an inciting incident to me. I, th I think that that sets the platform for like, okay, what's going to happen to cause all these people to get on the same page to make what he just said happen? So I, I don't know. I guess you could take it either way as that being an inciting incident or like when they go to Italy and they say, look, we'll purchase your damn plane. You, you're losing money and we want to help you out. And then it turns into this uh, clusterfuck of personalities, you know? <laughs> well, I, I think that that may be the, the set. I think that where the idea came from is to set up and to set up the, uh, the cast of characters in the for on the Ford side of things before we get into the really the meat of the story. Um, it does seem that once Ferrari says, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll say I'll, I'm choosing, I'm choosing not to go with you. I'm not going to take your offer. Um, that does that, that is when the, um, that's what kicks off the story. If that didn't happen, even if the other part happened, but if that, that didn't happen, then you wouldn't have the Ford versus Ferrari story. Right. It's just weird because it, it ends before it ends in a whimper, not with a, you know, bang as far as the, the win, you know, they win early effectively. Well, they were, they were probably a slave to history too, you know, uh, once, once uh, Ken, uh, it's just how it happened. Well, they're a slave to history. I mean, it's just probably how it happened, and they couldn't really make it more dramatic. Right, that. right, right. But it's the moment that basically Ferrari was out of it, and and that they then lost to the to, and Ford wins. The second is, game. Yeah, that the once Ford Ford wins, that the overall story is basically over. Um, yeah, that's the the weird thing is like. It, it it's the one thing I, I like about the movie is that it's not like this linear story that it's like once you see like uh, a Ferrari saying, screw them, you know, and then Henry Ford says, we're going to spend as much money as we can to beat his ass. And it, it, that's not like the, I mean, you don't see that thread to the end of the movie because at the end of the movie, they do show shots of Ferrari shaking his head that he lost and, and like, in any other movie, that would have been like the big climax of people cheering and like, yeah, 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 we beat you. But it was really the, the thing that uh, um, Ken Miles lost his pride that he uh, humbled himself to slow down. And, and then he realizes that he lost the race and he wasn't expecting that. So it's, and, and that dynamic 
is the clashing of personalities between um, uh, um, Carol Shelby and Ken and the asshole Ford executives, you know? So it's, so, it's kind okay. of weird. So, but, it, it, so we're okay with decision then, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, limit, uh, time lock or option lock and uh, examples. Uh, the option lock, the, 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 the decision. Not a time lock. <laughs> 90 days. They said 90 days. <laughs> the option lock that he decides to uh, uh, um, please his corporate masters by slowing down. Well, uh, that's, that's, okay, that is an option. <laughs> so um, so I, I think it's an option, an option lock. And, the, and, and, and in phases, stages, or conditions, we're looking at phases that we're going to go through. And the first thing is, is that we've got to build the car that, that a Ford car uh, that's going to work. And the first stage is, is that it fails. That's the first Le Mans. Um, and then they have to go, they have to uh, build, uh, go through a couple iterations of Ford cars and they have to find the right driver and, and getting miles in a, as the right driver is one of those phases that we have to achieve. Um, well, it's a two-part. You have to convince them that he's the right driver. Right, right. Um, and, then, and, you know, and then you have to get the right team. And then, right, you know, yeah. And then you have to get through the whole thing. It's basically. Aren't the options just the number of. Well, that's right. I mean, the problem is. Beat them and then the amount of money they'll throw at it. No, well, no. The options are Shelby kind of explains it up front, and is that in order to to you know Ferrari is the best. They have you know the best engineers. They have the best cars. They have the best mechanics. The best drivers, right? Not not the only good drivers, but the, you know they are the tops. So in order to beat them, these are all the things that we have to have that that beat them. It's not just a car. It's the car. It's the design it's the engineering it's the um the driver the team you know and that's sort of what they're over the course of the movie they're building the, all of those things up and part of it has reason it's taking longer is that they have to convince ford that ford is not the best team because that's ford immediately thinks okay it's all it's all us and it's really no 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 we have to do it in spite of Ford, not because of Ford. You know, so I think that that's, I think that's basically Shelby getting his team together um, with Ford, not not uh, Ford just you know building a car and running it. You know, because they still even Ford's drivers aren't as good as Shelby's drivers. Um, so I think that those are the different options, but they definitely. You know they progress, and ultimately, you know it. It shows that he they all are superior, and it's and it's um, Ron is the one that basically forces Ferrari's cars, to, Ferrari's drivers to break their cars. You know pushes them past their limit, and the cars fail. And that was that was exactly what sort of the point was is that that. <laughs> point at the front it's like okay, you know we will we'll do this but it's going to be all these different steps all right 
Outcome, success or failure? It's success? Yeah. Ford wins. See, Shelby, okay. And Shelby wins. He has his company. His company becomes very successful, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a success story. It's not about, it's not about Ron winning. That's more in the relationship or in the main, in the influence character. That's, that's not, that's not overall story. That's, that's not the, uh, the Okay. So when you say Ron, you're talking about Christian Bale. Yeah. Ken. 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 Sorry, Ken. Ken, not Ron. <laughs> Ken, sorry. Three letter word. Um, so success, it's like, yeah, they won, you know, and Ferrari lost. Very, very you know, simple. Now. Judgment. Judgment. <laughs> good or bad? Well, I, I, I say bad because nobody feels good about the success. Bad? How, how, feels like anybody else? Yeah, so I, this, Nick, I just want to get some more. Yeah, and, and, and I, I think that it's personally on a good level. Um, no matter which of the two characters is your main character, they, they, they don't have strong regrets. They can live with what they got. Um, and they're looking forward to the next race. Um, I did think it was bittersweet. And because I felt that there was a bittersweet feeling to it. Um, and given that Ken Miles' wife says at the halfway point, I thought the whole damn thing was about you guys winning, that perhaps it was not a success. Um, that really the story is about not Ford winning, but uh, uh, Ken Miles and Shelby winning. And that did not happen. Well, but it's not. That's the thing is, the overall story is not about them winning. The relationship, yes. That's what they wanted, their team, they wanted to, to win. But that's, that would be, that, and you, you say- I'm you, just saying, I felt, there was, I felt that it was bittersweet, and I, yes. didn't see, well, okay. I did not see either of those two characters um, feeling any angst about the way things happened. It's, remember, it's not, about, it's not specifically about the characters. It's, it basically is there, I mean, the fact that you say it's bittersweet, that's a success bad story, okay? Um, or a failure good story, and it's definitely not a right. failure. Um, <laughs> And the, this, the, the bad is, is that there are unresolved issues. That's why it's bad. It doesn't necessarily mean it's terrible. It just means there are unresolved issues. And um, we felt that, we felt, you know, certainly Shelby feels it. Even after the end of the movie, and he goes, the whole scene when he goes to go to, see um the kid and the, the wife i you know you tell you know he feels bad i mean he just he can't even go really talk to them um and and, and after the win I'm, I'm, I'm sorry i was just gonna say after the win he says to ken miles i should have never he says i'll always feel bad that i told you that uh they wanted me to tell you to slow down. I wish that I would have just kept my mouth shut and you would have done your thing. And then Ken Miles says, you know what? You got me to drive the car. I appreciate that. And to me, that makes the audience feel like, man, it could have been so different, you know? So to right, me, right. like, and, that's, and therefore it's bittersweet. 
Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a happy, happy ending. So I think that's what, and by, that's why the words good and bad are a little weighted. You know, bad doesn't mean, you know, terrible. It just means it's unresolved. You know, it's, okay. it's not, as, it's not settled. And I think that that um, is a better description of it for this film. And, you know, and, you know, Ken does, and uh, uh, Shelby does feel bad. And I think you know, I was reading about the real guys, and I know this probably, you know, you got to look at the merits of the movie and not what really happened. But the, the real Shelby said that he felt horrible like what he had Ken Miles do. And then like a few months later when Ken died, he says, I always regretted that I didn't let him do this thing because it, it was bad enough that he didn't win. But I always thought, you know what, we'll move on to other things. And then when he died a few months later, it just made it worse. So yeah, he didn't have that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, this is um, taking a long time to get a very short distance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now let's uh, move on to the domains. Anybody have any thoughts about what combinations? Can you do colors? It's hard to see. I think I can. Like smooth pastel. <laughs> I love smooth pesto. Ah, much better. Okay. Well, he has to be start, right? Um, Shelby? Uh, and maybe, I guess, would he be in manipulation? And then the overall story situation? That feels weird. He's a steadfast start character. Isn't he like? Is he always against? Wow! Is it also a psychology story? <laughs> this is the weirdest racing car movie I've ever seen. No, I don't <laughs> think. It's well, I, I think it, if you were to look at it, I mean, it's, if, if we're going to look to stop or start, then steadfast stop because really, I think that he's he, he's waiting, trying to outlast uh, Ford's activities, BB's activities that are sabotaging him every step of the way. I know, but if he's, wow. if he's a beer, though, then that but it doesn't be feel like that. It doesn't, you know, it, it, it doesn't feel like a stop story. Yeah, it doesn't start, for sure. Like, it's not the proud tribulations. It's kind of like he's, it does feel like a start story because it's sort of him waiting for it to, like, kick in. You know, it's, it's like, come on. We need to go our way. <laughs> yeah, everything. You know, and they keep on promising it like they're going to do it, and then they really aren't, and they're really working against him. And but they're not not working against him. They're working for someone else. You know, it's like start treating us like we're your number one team as opposed to a competitor. Yeah. So I mean, I think that 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 is a better as a for a steadfast character. It definitely feels more like a start because it doesn't. It's not the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune that he's you know fighting. Um, so he's a beer. So he's going to be up and he's going to be in manipulation or fixed attitude. 
Um, the overall story is, uh, well, okay. I mean, it's activity, right? It's got to be an activity. There's just no way. <laughs> I don't know a situation story. <laughs> what if, if if Matt is the steadfast carrier car character? He's got a fixed attitude, and he's right. doing all these things to make sure that they achieve their goal. Whether he has to work with executive assholes or he has to like deal with Ken, and so that would put Ken in a in a situation. And then the well, overall Ken story. The, Ken is the talent. He's the he is the pariah best driver around <laughs> he's a driver that no one will hire and rep yeah you know so he's like the best guy just that no one will work with oh it's tootsie all over again <laughs> uh and so the overall story would be act see this is the way i say it, and the overall story would be action yeah, it has and, to be activities. Yeah. And then the relation, the relationship is manipulation. Be, Absolutely, because if you think of that that whole thing about what he tells him, what he doesn't tell him, that's all you know. That's all the manipulation stuff. You know how much of it I'm, how much of I'm sharing with you with in this collaboration. How much am I doing things to get you to do things you don't want to do? Um. I mean, that's really where the fights come in is when, you know, when Shelby is trying to manipulate 10 miles, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So that would work. Okay. So we've got our domains. Okay. Now that's good. So next, let's go to um, our concerns. Uh, Oh boy. Hmm. I would say is there's a lot about being a team player. So we're playing a role, playing that role of being a team player against all the racing. Cause it's not really about winning the race. It's about yeah. how, how well, how, how far you push your car, you know, um, you know, the actual doing of the, the racing. Yeah. Uh, and then, I think for uh, Shelby, like he's Mr. Cool. And like you were saying, like that hunch sort of going with the gut feeling. He's always talking about, you know, when you get up to 7,000 and he just wants to fly. Mm -hmm. Kind of sounds like a pre-conscious sort of thing. Whereas Ken, the, how things are changing would be his, his financial status, right? Like the IRS is there. Uh, he's getting older. Um, wife doesn't want him to do it anymore I would, I would think that would be the right 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 that okay good. i i'm i mean you know it's kind of like the natural fit mm -hmm. um that's what it's sort of the expected but it's kind of nice to have something that's actually going what you might expect it to do especially in this story the whole yeah. success yeah. bad <laughs> Be your race car movie. Be your holistic race car movie. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder nobody wanted to see this movie. <laughs> be, your, be your decision holistic. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest. Yeah, that, that's why that's such a, just a strange. Take all the drama off the track. 
<laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, effectively. I mean, they do they do have the race stuff, but it seems sort of pro forma. I mean, it's good, but it just sort of is by the book. Eye candy, yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's not story. No, not story. Except a couple places where they need to, you know, the the um, Ken and the other and the other drivers. There's a little, little more going on. Okay, so if we go into our overall story. Um, oh, oh boy, let me just look at our main character for a sec. Obtaining. Innermost desires. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, I mean, to me, I think the the proven unproven theory hunch quad is a really strong quad. Um, as part of it, I'm not sure about the others. You know, wisdom versus ex- enlightenment. Um, which is the difference between, you know. I mean, that's the wisdom enlightenment, I think, describes Shelby and, and uh, Shelby's team, whereas the maybe the experience skill, this whole thing that really is good for them, the, the overall story. Um, you know, the wisdom part, though, is kind of like, okay, you got we've got experience, we've got skills that we know how to we know how to make it work. You know, particularly Shelby, as the, and and you and then you see that how the that is it. BB is the uh, um, Ford exec. That's the real jerk. Yep. Okay. So I mean, he's making all sorts of things that are definitely not um, wise wise decisions. They're they're not based on that at all. Um, but that's just I don't know. I'm just that that's just off the top of my head. And other, anybody else got some suggestions? Because I was just wondering if the theory and the hunch stuff was sort of the symptom response, or maybe not. I don't know. Can I do mine? <laughs> yeah. Which as long as it's not a, as long as not accurate, not accurate. Okay, I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be every movie this. <laughs> I won't say anything. <laughs> every story in 2020 is. <laughs> what about so you, you you rule out obtaining that it was um this is all about self-interest like on the, the Ford executives part, um, Ken miles part and uh, Shelby that they're all pursuing this out of selfish reasons, not because they're doing something noble for civilization. (laughs) Um, Does that work or um, is obtaining 
go in the wrong direction. Well, I, I think that what you, if you're going to go with obtaining, then, then you have to be in all four quads. So obtaining innermost desire um, and uh, changing one's nature and the future. So right now, everyone's in the top right quad as far as, you know, um, as if you, yeah. see, you see it with things changing and playing a role and doing and impulsive. So all the quads have to stay in the same geo space. So that wouldn't work, like, as far as, like, um, Shelby fixed attitude that that would put him in innermost desires like closure or like uh, obtaining his dream to finally get some street cred. Oh, he's remember he has street cred coming into this. He's yeah. the best. Yeah. He, he is already, he just doesn't have money, but he's got street cred. Yeah. Um, Well, let's run. Let let's run with with proven and unproven, and see what theory and and hunch come up as symptom, and and flip it the other way, and then see how that works with the other characters, and then our other perspectives, and then and then 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 we can see what else God leaves us. <laughs> <laughs> this this quad to me, the confidence quad, is what. I see Shelby. It's sort of the theory hunch, test and trust. Um, not which. Not sure which way it goes, though. I think I would, if anything. What does this look like? So, so when we're looking at uh, Chris, I have a question. If we're if we're looking at the main character, it yeah. is is focus. So, like, so like in in the overall story, when we look at focus, um, or in symptom, it's really what folks are talking about a lot. Does that happen yeah. on the same? It's what they think the problem is. What they think the problem is, um, and generally they'll talk about what they think the problem is in the overall story. Um, but is that the same? same way in the symptom so we he he's he we look at him and we say this is what he thinks his personal problems are well okay for a main character who's a steadfast character his personal problem is going to be really just the source of his his drive right in reality but he he still has a, he has a thought process that looks out in the world and says that looks like my problem. That's the symptom. Right. If you asked him, what's your problem? He's going to describe the symptom. Right. Okay. But what's the essence of their argument when it comes to the executives, right? Like uh, Shelby's all about not so much kissing up, but he's willing to play along. Whereas uh, Kent is like, well, you let me know how good that works out for you. You know, like they're they're going to come in here. There's going to be a, a whole thing by committee. 
and it's all going to come crashing down. Right? Isn't that like kind of their the core argument between the two of them, as far as like being a team player? Uh, yeah. But it, as in which dom which domain are you talking about? Well, because it's a steadfast story, so it's like it'll be overall story, the relationship story, and Shelby, right? They'll all have the same focus and direction or symptom and response. So that'll probably be like the majority of conversation will be about around those two elements. So it could right. be any, any of them. <coughs> so I don't know if that, if that conversation is particularly hunch in theory or is that a non accurate? No, no, wouldn't, no, it wouldn't be. I mean, test and trust would work. Um, let me go back over the overall story. It's not like a theory thing. Like, hey, you know, it's the th whole thing by committee, right? Like, he doesn't want to be a a team player. He doesn't want to work as a committee. And then he eventually gets to that spot. Whereas Shelby is all about, I'll do whatever it takes to get the people in the right position so that we can get the win that we need, or whatever it is that he's working towards, you know? I'm okay. I'm not sure where you're. I guess what I'm getting at is like whatever the the symptom and response are, which will be the same in the overall story, the relationship story, and the main character story. Right. Those are the crucial elements. So one of them is going to be Matt Damon, and one of them is going to be uh, what's his name, Christian Bale. So then that you can just pick which two elements, which element is Shelby, and which element is Christian Bale in the big argument, and then you can. It's always like a great way to find out where it is because then it's about like the core argument that's there the most part, you know? Okay. So would it help at all to, if we're looking at the overall story then to take it away from the MC or for the, from the main character and say, okay, well, there was a, there was disputes going on or trying to persuade between Lee Iacocca and Bibi. Um, right. There, there was tension there, and 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 where does that tension center around, um, as far as as the methods that are generating the conflict between the two of them, the methods yeah. that they is use? It, is it like Kent is a you know non accurate type person that's just going to fly off the hook, or is he an unproven entity that we don't know how he's going to behave, and he might screw everything up, you know, when a mic gets put in front of him and he's going to say something. To me, proven and unproven work better than accurate and non-accurate. Can you tell me why? Just yeah, so I think because um, certainly in terms of Shelby sees Ken as a as being proven. In other words, he knows this is the guy who can do it. He's he is the best. He's he is a he is a known. Let's see. He's, so proven is something is correct by all relevant standards, right? Okay. And, but the other side of the ar argument that's being made about Ken from the, from the Ford execs is kind of this, you know, this guy has not, you know, he's not been tested. He's, and, and whatever tests he has, he's failed because of course they're using a different set of 
evaluation, a different set of evaluations. They're not testing for him. He's, he's unproven to them. It, you know, is it like being a, an employee or whatever it is that is Ford's standards aren't, he doesn't meet those. As, um, and at, at each case, it's sort of like, okay, so unproven would be the equivalent of being seen as what's the problem. Like Ford is unproven, car, you know, in the race car making. And uh, Ken is unproven as a driver. And Shelby, um, you know, is unproven as a team player working with Ford. And, I mean, they, in their own areas they may be, but they have to sort of go each time they've got to prove that they're – you know, wait, wait, isn't it, isn't it the other way? Cause it's like Ford is proven to just make a bunch of junky cars in a factory. And now they're setting out to do something that's unproven yet. And Ferrari's the one that's proven a million times that they've won four years in a row. And so then <clears throat> it's like going with that unproven entity. That's come, that's Shelby's sort of. So, but that would, but that you're taking it. So you're saying proven is the problem? Yeah, like, like, well, of course Ford makes crappy cars, and uh, you know they're they're never they're never going to win anything. It's just you know, this is the kind of car that you make, and then now uh, Shelby's like, well, let's, you know, yeah, he is he's proven. I mean, the reason why they don't want to put the mic in front of him isn't because he's unproven. It's because he's proven that he'll just go off and just make a huge show of everything uh, he, he will make a problem right, right yeah and so then it's like no okay. I, I, could, I, I, I would go with that yes i think that works with hunch and theory as far as solution and symptom also um in in that uh, from the ford perspective uh, here both, let me just so we're sure. saying that proven is going to be the symptom or the, the problem the problem oh i would have said the symptom. I, think <laughs> I think it's the symptom because that's the one everybody's talking about, not what's really underneath it. Yeah, because even in their conversation about the committee, it's like, well, this is what's going to happen. They're going to come in. They're gonna, there's going to be 20 people that are going to fill out all kinds of paperwork. They're going to do all this sort of thing. It's gonna, you're going to get the same result every time, right? Right. And that's and the arguments that they're having, you know, even the conflicts between Ken and and uh, Shelby over um, about about Ford, which are not that many because Shelby doesn't share that much with Ken about it. He sort of protects him, I guess. But Shelby kind of knows what who these people are, what they're going to do, but he's hoping that they'll sort of unproved it you know he's kind of like well you know this these are the kinds of ones that'll do this but that's really problematic but yeah they're doing maybe, something they've never done before they won't yeah maybe they won't but of course then they do and so he's got to do something that it, you know that he's never done but he's got to do some behavior that is really unproven if it's going to be effective you know like well, all, you know, toward the end, it's like basically ignoring absolutely everything that Ford says. <laughs> it comes to that point where it's like, all right, we got to go forget, forget Ford. 
it's we're just gonna go who the car you know it's never been tested in that that fast but you got a hunch that it's gonna make it go for it you know um and i i trust your hunches to just you know or whatever i think you know go for it you know speed along send it as high as you want it to go yeah don't you know that i guess that was at daytona but um that that's okay let's just see what that does we're i don't know we're probably not are we down to a single story form no okay two. down to two and of course because of because of the style oh you guys no. went with holistic yeah no we actually we did choose holistic okay and if we if we chose either oh then we would have the benchmark so that's okay let's see so we're looking here so we said the an issue of wisdom problem of hunch solution of theory um Catalyst of experience, all right. Inhibitor of fantasy. What does that mean? All right, so. Uh, you should have been here for easy A. No. <laughs> I was, I, I'm sorry, I missed that. Uh, <laughs> the fantasies were wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so believing something that's unreal will slow the story down. That's the, the, the overall story inhibitor of fantasy. So that would be, uh, let's see, what, what point do we have where the story just kind of, the overall story just drags? <laughs> um, or just is gone, put on hold. Um, um, I don't know. The scene with his son at the LAX? Well, we're in the overall story. Not talking about the overall story. Okay. Fantasy. Hmm. Feels weird. Hmm? Feels weird. I'm to do one thing here. What if we just make it look the other way? <laughs> All right. Well, this one reads a lot better to me, but that's because it's an it's it's a linear story form, not a holistic story form. I mean, there's your obtaining the benchmark of obtaining an inhibitor of threat. I mean, got those plenty, but threats indicated with it. But it just seems weird. Uh, uh, Kent's arc would go from hunch to theory. That feels. I don't know how that would work. Like him deciding to slow down the car. Is that a theory solution? I know he buys into the. Theory. Well, yeah. Basically, I mean, here's the here's the way the the way here's the way a team works, and a team works in order for a team to work. Basically, everybody has to work together. Okay. And, and they follow the lead. They follow the lead of the leader, um, as that's part of it. And the theory is that 
it, things will work out for the best. Right. And his hunch is if I do my thing, that'll, that'll make us successful. Right. I'll win. Which is wrong. Well, it's not wrong, but it won't get him where he needs to be. Okay. I mean, he, he basically, he's, by, because remember, he kind of is only able to sort of have the peace when he gets to the point where he can, he, it doesn't matter if he, if he goes with the, the theory or the hunch, but the overall tip is that, you know, he was asked to do this and it make you know, it's like, okay, so there's a, there's a slight benefit to it, supposedly. <laughs> um, and so he does it and he's, you know, and, and it's a great moment until it <laughs> proves his undoing. And, and really the, 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 we, he actually doesn't need to win for his solution to happen because right, right. he's happy before he wins because he has run his perfect lap. Right. That was, that's right. Yeah. yeah remember that he had, that there was a theory that there was such a thing as a perfect lap, but he, but oh, he yeah. could never do it. And it's like, wow. And his, you know, his son says he had a perfect lap. Yeah. And basically his theory was proven. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's much better. Much better example. Um, but again, we're... If you switch the problem to hunch, like what uh, Nick was suggesting, is that possible? The overall story problem to hunch? Yeah. It is hunch. I'm sorry, to proven, sorry. Right. And the reason why I was kind of liking that was just because if I look at the Ford people, what what they see out there is the problem is all these hunches. BB doesn't like the hunch about what Lee Iacocca has. Um, uh, Ford doesn't like, um, uh, I mean, everything's about being a Ford man. The theory is you have a Ford man for a Ford product and that will sell the cars. Yeah. And I also like that for Kent yeah. because then his perfect, I always felt like his perfect lap was accurate. Kidding that spot. And then kind of hit then his solution of unproven. I had to get it in there, but yeah, uh -huh. that, well, that, but I, I will, I will accept that. That, that I mean, like his, it's more so because the unproven because it doesn't win. So it's like an unproven thing. Right, right, he's actually right. able to go into that spot. That feels stronger to me. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, and the the problem being that the thing that they're it's not it's everywhere, but they're not talking about it. Is that is the are the argument that you made about Ford being? Yeah. It's proof that Ford makes crappy cars. Yeah, and that Ferrari makes you know winning sports cars, uh, race cars, and you know, all these different things that are proven that are tr troubling as long as you're looking at them as being proven. When you look at it as being unproven, then you can see beyond your, you know, you know what, what's already been established. How does that sound? 
That sounds good. I still think I like the holistic one better, though. I know you keep switching back. Yeah, to I know. I, 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 my, my feeling is it's holistic. My brain says I don't like it. <laughs> so, that's a hundred percent right then. <laughs> that's why I, yeah, that's why I said my feeling is it's right. So um, I'm feeling it's it's right for the right reasons, <laughs> but it just makes me my makes my brain hurt trying to figure out how to. Um, I think the understand benchmark of understanding is better than obtaining because we don't see them get the things. We do see particularly Shelby getting a better and better understanding of how Ford works. Yeah, and they have to come to understandings. Yeah, and how, and same thing, Ferrari, sort of understanding that the world is changing around that, you know, that, that the world is moving past them. I mean, that in the overall story, that does work a lot better. Um, for the main character, I mean, apart from the very few references to his memories, I mean, it starts off there <laughs> with his, you know, with where he was. Um, and and him doing the things that he's not supposed to do is sort of like, okay, I'm really months. Um, that's a, I, I don't see a, a lot of that particular. Well, well like his, his thing is uh, that part when you hit 7,000 RPM and then you just feel like you're going to fly. Right. And uh -huh. the, the, it loses that, you lose that, uh, that sense of being stuck to the ground. And so that, that memory sort of stuff of what he has, of what that's like, that's what gives him the drive to be the kind of person that he is, um, to have that confidence that, you know, things always are going to. Oh, okay. Work out. Right. Yeah. I like that. Okay. You're, I keep on thinking that's Ken that was saying that, but no. You explain oh. the relationship between non-accurate and the perfect lap. I think you mentioned it briefly, but I, I didn't. Register. Well, I mean, if if any if everybody's this whole thing is everything that's out of tolerance, like you know whether or not the we're we're this high or we need to, to lower the car here or just all the things that are not perfect, and then he's moving. Got to get it into get it into that that range, and it'll work. And like an, an accurate lap would be one that is like the perfect one that fits in with all those expectations of like, this is it. This is the most, I, I did the most accurate turn. You know, I did right at the right time. Oh yeah. Like their whole thing where they're like, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. And then now kind of thing. Okay. It's in there too. So and that also, I do the one thing I do like about this. I do like it when choosing the way we we've proven as the overall story problem. I do like the main character problem of trust. Yeah, because he is far too trusting. <laughs> no, he really is. That's right. Yeah. So as far as the you and I moment or whatever, I thought that there were two ways of doing that one was 
um, like you said, I think that both of them did that. Wait for it. Wait for it. Um, they were at separate times, but they both mimicked each other on that. But then also the uh, you and I are alike and not alike is at the unveiling of the Mustang and can't ex so 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 uh carol shelby is up on the stand saying i'm you know driven i only know one other man who's like me for perfection oh, yeah. <laughs> and and ken is just sure he's gonna say <laughs> ken yeah. miles and instead it's el duce um <laughs> so that was like perfect you and i are alike and not alike <laughs> right you um going off in a different direction because this I thought it was a great scene, but I wasn't really sure what, how it moved the engine of the story is when his wife is driving the station wagon and all of a sudden she just goes batshit crazy. And he's like, will you slow down? Will you slow down? And she's I like, think I think there's a little sub story with Ken's family. There I, is. That's, I think that's the, that's what oh, you get him as a main character. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a it's a, a lightly told one, but you've got him as the main character. His I think his son is the influence character, or or it might be his son and and his his wife. But I think there's there's definitely a a small sub story going on there because it's pretty because that's exactly the moment where you know that there's there is this dynamic going on between he and his wife that's. Holy Ken. I mean, it has nothing to do with anything else with the movie. And you could have gotten rid of it and it would have been just fine. Yeah. But it did help, again, flesh out Ken so he's not so, you know, just a belligerent jerk. Um, and, it, and it explains him, his, you know, how passionate he is about it, gives it some context. Uh, but I think that's, so I think that that's what's going on there. That's a, she's basically, basically dishing out what he does, but you know, she doesn't have the skill set. <laughs> but he's not willing, he doesn't talk to her, doesn't communicate. And so she's like, fine, I'll talk, I'll talk your talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until you talk my talk. She drives a mean station wagon. <laughs> yeah, it, it was really interesting, and, and it's like um, I, w I was reading that they really wanted her not to be like in other movies like JFK where Sissy Spacek is just the whining wife like, why are you doing this? It was like they really wanted to make her a motivator explaining the, you know, pushing the story along and not just being the wife that's like worried that he's going to die or like, why are you doing this? But she was like, look, you better get your shit together, you know? Yeah. No, I, should... I mean, I really like that actress anyway. That would, that would explain why it's two and a half hours too. Right. But yeah, yeah. It, it, that's why it's it, it feels I don't say padded. It doesn't feel padded, but that's why it is longer. Yes. But it, I mean, I always thought that that, that just was a you know a, a under a lightly story told um, relationship because uh, you you could you could cut those moments out and you would still have some deep still have this this story. Yeah. Yeah. It just wouldn't understand Ken, Ken's change mm -hmm. and 
you know, because you wouldn't understand Ken nearly as much. And, and that since he's the influence character, you generally don't spend time on their change because they're not the main character. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. So that, see, that is, uh, I, I think that's where some of the confusion comes, like as we were talking at the beginning, who, you know, there's a valid argument for both being the main character, but it was scenes like that, that, that Matt doesn't have, you know, most of his uh, really face-to-face uh, -face scenes are like with the Ford executives and Ken, but Ken, because of his family, has these really wonderful scenes that would make him the main character, like that with his wife, and then when he's sitting on the runway with his little boy, and he's like saying, you know, can you can you see it? Can you see like um, how the road uh, leads to what and the little boys like I think I can and it's like this great philosophical moment that he has about what racing is all about and like what makes a good racer and a mediocre racer so he has all these wonderful scenes to describe his character but he's not really the main character you know right well he is it's just not in the same story yeah yeah so for me, it was it was different. I mean, I know what you mean, like you know the 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 ad nauseum, the racing, which I mean, cinema cinema cinematographically, it was great. But um, for me, it, it made it an interesting racing movie, like compared to the other ones from the fifties and the sixties that really had a lot of meat to it about the characters, like scenes like that that they added. Yeah. Okay, let's just look at some of these others. Okay, so for, for Ken, we see the how things are changing, issue of security. Um, that works pretty well, um, both about him and what he's you know has an issue with. Um, unique ability of threat. Um, and a critical flaw of enlightenment. I think that that's interesting. The critical flaw of enlightenment, you know, because he knows, he, he basically understands how all this works so much better that it comes off as a bit of a know-it-all mm -hmm. um, and can't abide by anybody who isn't as enlightened. <laughs> um, Any other story points that people have questions or thoughts about? Did you want to do a signpost real quick or no? Yeah, we can. Let's look. Why not? All right. So, an overall story signpost. Overall story signpost one understanding to doing to obtaining to learning, gathering information. Um, Oh, I like the main character. Memory to innermost desires, contemplation to impulsive responses. I mean, if you look at him in this, particularly in the last act, he uh, Shelby is, you know, practically sweating bullets and is really jumpy because he's he's realizing he's being screwed over by the folks upstairs, and so he's doing everything he can to keep things. Um, 
going. Live and going. Yeah. <laughs> and not, and not, you know, I mean, ultimately, you know, he has to even sort of hold his, his impulses down to, um, to get Shelby to, to, to get, uh, Penn to do, you know, what Ford has asked of them. You know, he's, he's sort of playing the company man. Um, what's influence character of the past? How things are changing future present? Hmm. Well, the past starts out with his reputation. Right. Um, Shel it, Shel it, it, every, everyone knows that he's, it, I mean, he's got the reputation of being hard to deal with because well, of the things. Right, and he loses the, the house because of the past, pay, even payments past due. You know, he hasn't paid anything. And then how things are changing, well, obviously things are looking better because it's more financially settled. Future is about him. Isn't that that's the Daytona, right? Yeah, that's where I would put it. At. That that's that's Daytona, and and uh, very concerned about how that ends. As an influence character, Shelby's future is in Ken's hands <laughs> because if Ken, if Ken doesn't Ken doesn't win, Shelby's up a creek. But also the you know Ken himself, you know, with the family. Uh, you know, you weave some of that stuff with the, you know, isn't that the act where his wife does the the driving? Or oh no 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 no, that's in, that's in signpost too. Act, act two. Right. When that's when she finds out that he's getting paid how much? <laughs> yeah, that's a great um, cap to that scene. Yeah, it's like oh, <laughs> oh okay, well, <laughs> that's not so bad. And she was worried about things were changing back. Right, right. right. Was, you know, that he's not going to be fat and old. He's going to he's, he's going to go back to working for peanuts. Right. Um, or, and then the president is all about dealing with the race. Right. In the moment, being in the in moment. In the moment, yeah. <clears throat> I was going to say in the back in the relationship story through line the problem of ending, I feel like that could be something where no matter what's happening around us, I want to make sure that they're not going to be able to stop us. Like they both have, you know, when they're, the one guy's going to disqualify him for having the, the small or the small trunk space or whatever. Uh, he's got his back, like he's covering for him. Like there's always this thing, like it's not going to end. We're always going to be there. And then also when they want to eject him, and put somebody else in his place. He said, you know, you just trust me, right? Like I got this taken care of. He's not going to really tell him about it, but it's like their friendship builds because they're always there to, to make sure other people aren't finishing off what they got going or, you know, always there to, to keep that going, that friendship there. Does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds good. Very good. I think the issue of knowledge works well too, as between them in that uh, are in the relationship in that. Right. Uh, I mean, absolutely. They're both the know-how and familiarity with uh, with racing and everything that has to do with racing, 
as well as you know um, uh, Shelby's you know experience and you know his he knows the the track essentially how to how it runs and and rot and uh, Ken knows how to how to drive yeah I think that and there are some areas where they maybe bicker a bit about you know who's that whose knowledge is more current and what they should know and what they shouldn't know but do you know about this do you know about that no oh, okay. yeah mm -hmm. So, Chris, refresh my recollection. In in the RS line, um, the the inhibitor quality does what to the relationship? It it slows it down. It slows the development down. So the catalyst sort of moves it forward faster. Okay. And, and an inhibitor is a retardant. It slows okay. slows it down. So it slows the relationship down. Well, yeah, the development of the relationship. Relationship. Okay. Okay. All, all through all the through lines are in processes of development, and they're either being you know building up or tearing down, one, one way or the other, um, or coming together or going apart. And the so if it, this is this relationship is one that is, um, it's established, but they're it's building closer together because they know of each other really well but they're not collaborators and and partners and friends but that's what's split over the course of the story that's what is being developed is this what ultimately becomes a, a close friendship great thank um, you okay can I can I ask <clears throat> going to some of the main character points? And I was out of the room for a minute. Maybe you mentioned it already, but what does it mean? Uh, main character's unique ability is worry. What what does that um, contribute to the story? Excellent question. All right. So if you think about Shelby, he's a bit of a worry ward, and he's he, especially when you think about his relationship to Ford. Um, and all and and all of the different things that can possibly go wrong with the car and with with the directions that are getting from Ford, you know. So he's constant. He's because he is worried about that all the time. They're prepared for with the with the brake. Remember, they do the the other brake design where they can swap those in and out. He's also catches on when when. Uh, BB or Ford calls down and has first the kid send a slowdown message. Yes. You know, um, and um, so he's, because of that, he's able to keep the, uh, have the, end up having the overall story goal be met with success. Um, Same thing like with when he was, he was worried about what, what BB was going to do when he brought Ford in to to the shop? Yes, um, and and so he locked him into the, <laughs> he was yes. prepared to lock him into that office and take Ford for a ride. Exactly. exactly. I think what throws me off is like for me, 
and, and this uh, uh, dramatic uh, is a lot like this, that words that you think you know the definition of are not what they seem to be. And like, to me, worry is kind of like a, 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 a negative, like a type of flaw in a personality. And I hear now that it's, it's more like a, a technical thing that it causes a person to take action in a certain direction because they're like, oh shit, this is happening, so I better do this. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. That's whenever, and that's part of the problem with having one-word labels. You look at the word one-word label or short labels; they don't nearly give you the the fullness of the meaning. Um, and that's why I always suggest looking at the the definition because the yeah. definition gives you a much more rounded sense of what it means and it's less um uh loaded yeah you know, like with the preconceived notion you know it's kind of like with the word obtaining you know obtaining not only means gain but it also means loss you know <laughs> it's sort of like the, the words there or the labels there are points of reference and they can be positive or negative too much too little you know all those sort of um variables can be applied almost like saying adjectives or adverbs can be applied to it. Um, and, uh, but it doesn't change the, the nature of the, the frame of reference that that label. So that, that leads to my next annoying question is. These, are, these aren't, are not, these are not annoying questions. I, I'm saying it like a little sarcastically. Um, critical, oh, fine. So that, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> uh, critical flaw. Now, now, what specifically uh, is a dramatic a definition of the, like thought? The main, the main character critical flaw undermines the main character's unique ability. So it can either be something that is going to um, undo the efforts that the unique or the positive that the unique ability has or it might inhibit the application of the unique ability there can be you know it can be either side it doesn't have to be one and then the other um, but it's the it's the downside it's sort of, it's sort of like um i've got a um Apart from thinking about it in terms of dramatica, but just thinking of the two phrases, unique ability and critical flaw, uh -huh. it's almost like, say, if you're a superhero, you have a unique ability, you can fly, and your critical flaw is a fear of heights. You know, so one can get you to, you know, save the day. The other one might actually undermine your effort to save the day. Yeah. That would be a, a, a non-dramatic way of describing that. Yeah, so the critical flaw could be when you get to um, like the end of the second act, when like what they call the big gloom, and it's like it looks like the whole world is falling in upon you, that could be cause or um, a, a symptom of the critical flaw. Does that make sense? Um, I mean, this is for the main character or for the whole story? Uh, yeah, like, you, you know, like how before uh, movies dive into the third act that, you know, 
they show the montage of everybody totally miserable and the music is playing and there's like remember remember the context of this is the main character okay so, you, so that's why you you really always have there are always three components when you're looking at the this window for instance there are always three contexts there's the domain that you know the main character or the overall story or the influence character of the relationship so that's part one yeah and then the the part of that domain so that through line so you've got the domain concern issue so the main character domain as opposed to the overall story domain which is a different context and then the value that's associated with it so main character domain of fixed attitude means that the main character is someone who has a fixed attitude or looks at or has an has is a is um, either embodies a fixed attitude or people associate that attitude with the main character. Okay. Um, as opposed to the overall story, which is what everybody is dealing with. So that's why it's not, it, it's always, there are always three parts that you have to look at to understand what it means. And this, you know, when you're looking at story points. Okay. And it's an easy shorthand just to say, oh, unique ability or critical flaw, but it's really important that you make sure you say the main characters versus the influence character because it's different context. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just as an example, consider a possible example would be um, we thought is kind of like consideration and, and, and the way that he considers things, especially at, at, at Le Mans when he tells Ken Miles, he finally, he's considering it all, and then he, he makes the decision to go ahead and tell Ken, well, this is what they want you to do. And that, and that could have, that could have overwhelmed everything and, and led to a failure. Right. It could have undermined his, his uh, careful attention to uh, careful concerns for the future. <laughs> and worry. Yeah. So expressing thoughts or even thinking something, you know, even having thoughts, it's like, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. And, you know, that, that can affect how concerned you might be about something. But, yeah, that's exactly, that's, that's how it would work as a critical flaw. Any other uh, story points, Pickler? No, I like I like how uh, on on the static plot points those play out um, because the consequence of, of being a Ford man um, of losing um, and 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 requirements of of understanding and developing the plan of how to win are the prerequisites of of to to understanding getting the right men in the right parts all together. Um, which allows for the doing to happen. Right. And, and, you know, the requirement also is understanding the rules. Right. You know, and the oh, yeah. But I don't read French. Get somebody who reads French. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Remember, that was, that was a big requirement. Yeah. Well, it's a whole break system. That's a part. <laughs> <laughs> I still, um, um, the one thing that 
in, in anticipating us talking about this tonight. It's just really weird. I mean, obviously, the antagonist is Ferrari. But at the same time, all the conflicts and the clashes are between the good guys and the Ford exec. So is that like, I mean, is Hen- uh, Henry II like sort of a, a contagonist? Or, I mean, yeah. No, I'd say, well, I'd say Henry II isn't so much a contagonist. BB is the contagonist. But, he, they're, but they're like, well, I'd say maybe even Ford is the contagonist. But uh, Lee Iacocca sort of comes in, does his one little bit, and then he sort of plays the background. He doesn't seem to participate. But Ford, Ford as a group seems to be more of a contagonist. They really are trying to make it so that it doesn't, that it, they don't win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because if, because if uh, um, Ken Miles hadn't basically uh, dared the Ferrari guy, and well, A, caught up to the Ferrari guy, and then dared him to go past the, the limit over the 7,000, the Ferrari guy would have won. You know, but he pushed it too hard and the, and the whole thing broke. Yeah. So, you know, they, yeah, they definitely are much more of a contagonist role. Because they don't want him to fail. They just don't want him to be first. They don't want him to do as well as everybody else. But they want, to, they want, they want it all to work out, though. And they, and that's yeah, the BB. That's definitely more of a contagonist's role. Yeah, I see what you're saying that the BB character, that he, they're all on the same page that they want to win, but BB is like, I want to do it my way and I want to get credit for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have, yeah, their own, own little things going on. Yeah. This podcast was brought to you by Wright Brothers, creators of software for writers since 1982. Visit us at www.screenplay.com and www.dramatica.com.